little aloha in our day. Spread a little aloha around the world. And breakfast with Bob. Thank you, Poncho Man. Welcome back, everybody. Breakfast with Bob, our not quite cone edition. My name is Bob Babbitt. We are brought to you by Master Spas as fuels go longer. Hoka Let's Fly. Form Smart Swim Goggles, Zoot, the original triathlon brand, Premium Plus Sports, and of course, our Challenged Athletes Foundation. In our first 30 years, we've raised over $159 million and sent out 44,000 grants to keep challenged athletes in the game of life through sport. Our next guest, huge, uh, huge impact this weekend, Ironman Texas, first race as a pro. He was third, 21 seconds off winning the race, his first time out. Plus, he's also in medical school at the same time. I don't know how he does it. Matthew Marquardt joins us. Matthew, how you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. Matthew, uh, I'm imagining sleep must be an endangered species for you when you're talking about training as a professional triathlete and then trying to be in medical school at the same time. How how the hell are you balancing all this? Um. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on the week, I guess, with sleep. Um, I really try and... Uh, prioritize that the most I can because I know that if you uh, sacrifice that too much you have a exponentially increased risk of injury which is something I don't want to do I want to treat people not become one uh so but uh yeah no it just you just focus one day at a time and somehow it all gets done so growing up was primary sport swimming yeah. So growing up, I mean, really through high school, I did almost every sport. Uh, in high school, I was a 13 sport varsity athlete. Um, wait, so wait, I wait. Did soccer, how many, lacrosse. How many Sorry. sports? I was a 13 time varsity athlete at my high school. So I did five different sports lacrosse, soccer, track, cross country, and swimming. And then in college, <laughs> I was forced to focus on one. Uh, so I picked the one that I was the best at, which was swimming at Princeton. Yep, at Princeton. Okay. And when did triathlon enter your life? Um, so triathlon, I kind of did like a race or two when I was younger, um, but it really kind of picked up just under two years ago. Uh, so 2021, my senior swim season was canceled as a result of COVID. And one of my teammates had signed up to do 70.3 Eagle Man. And I was kind of looking for something to do that spring uh, just to really keep myself in shape for graduation. I had no intention of doing more than that first race. So I signed up for 70.3 Gulf Coast in spring of 2021. I used someone else's bike. Um, <laughs> I didn't own a wetsuit at the time. So I was uh, borrowed a wetsuit and um, I ended up getting fourth overall in that race in a time of 405 in my first race. Um, and that qualified me for 70.3 worlds for 18 to 24 year olds. And, um, I was like, okay, like I'll go do that. Um, but that was six weeks into med school. And so I was like, I'll do that and then I'll be done. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my, my coach, um, Andrew Yoder, I think saw more. And so he kept trying to plant the seed that, Hey, there might be something else here. And, um, so I went to 70.3 Worlds, got second in my age group. Now, was that St. George? Yeah, St. George, 2021. Yeah. I uh, got second in my age group. And then we kind of made the big decision of like, okay, what do we do from here? And we decided, all right, we'll, we'll do one 
season, one full season, because the first season was kind of like a half, yeah. uh, half job. Um, and kind of see what happens from there. And that was last season, uh, which obviously went incredibly well. Uh, I, and so now we're here as a professional. So it's really been a whirlwind. I never, ever, ever expected to be doing triathlon uh, at this level and especially never expected to do it at this level in med school. So it's been a really fun journey. Well, and so you went to your Ironman Worlds in Kona last year and you won your age group third amateur overall. Is that when I was like, okay, I'm going to, and would you go 835? Yeah, it was 835. Um, so I yeah, was the num- number one age group on uh, day two, um, starting like an hour and a half after the pro women started. So mm-hmm. it was a rough day <laughs> with the heat and everything later on. That's still pretty damn impressive. So at that point, did Andrew say, hey, let's go pro? Yeah, no, I I mean, I think really at that, really the race where it was clear that there was a future as a pro was Lake Placid last year. Mm. Uh, So in that one, Lake Placid, July 2022, I was, I went what? I went 825, I believe. Yeah, that's a tough course. I, on that course, and it was a super hot day, and I actually got fourth overall among the pros, and I was a minute and a half back from third among the pros <laughs> and so at that point we were like dang maybe i should have gotten pro earlier but no really the, the goal last year from the beginning of the season was to go to kona and to win um and so even though definitely left some prize money on the table it was 100 percent worth it because um we kind of finished the most important goal which was to go to kona and perform there so so when you go to ironman texas and that was your first pro race right yep this was my first pro race did the, any of the pros even know who the hell you were? No, and that's how I wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good feel. You got Rudy Von Berg there and Joe Skipper and Robert uh, Wukowicki. I think how he does it. So you, you've got a really good feel there. Obviously, you're not intimidated by much. And especially as a, as a, with a swimming background, you, you sort of know you can swim with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of... One of my strengths right now is that I don't know who anyone is and I'm 100% okay with that. And I intend to keep it that way. Um, I kind of am just doing my own thing in Columbus and it's worked out well for me. And so, yeah, so kind of being a little naive, uh, I think can be a good thing, uh, but also obviously being smart and it was kind of just, let's execute what I know that I can do and see what happens. And so, so on race day, I mean, you ended up Rudy Von Berg, 744-51. Robert goes 745-04. You're 745-12. You're like eight seconds out of second. I mean, it, Rudy and Robert were going back and forth during, during a bunch of the run. So you, you sort of had a front row seat of what was what was going on, and you're in the mix at the same time. Were there parts of the race where you started thinking, you know, I, I think I can win this thing? Um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the funny thing, though, is about it being first race, my expectations or my goals were incredibly low, um, which was by which was by design. I mean, really, yeah. the, the stretch goal was to get to Nice uh, uh, was kind of like the big thing. Never really. I mean, you always think about winning, but there was never a goal necessarily or an expectation to win because I just didn't feel like having that type of pressure would be worthwhile. Right. And so um 
so yeah, I mean, it was, it was all, I guess, logical or rational throughout the run, which is, you know, start the run where you are. And honestly, I, I thought that they were going to fall apart more than they did. They, they both ran super well. They had incredible bikes. Um, and so I just kind of expected them to kind of fall apart and they really held it together really well. And then it was around, I guess, mile like 18 where people were like, you know, they're starting to fade a little bit, put on the gas and uh, I was feeling really good. And so I started to put the pressure on and reeled them back slowly. And then that, you know, probably caught them a little too late. And so they were able to surge and kind of get the first and second. And um, I didn't have much left. So um, settled with third, but was still incredibly happy about the result. Well, and when you look at results, yeah, 48-59 swim, 408-12 bike, 243-08, 745-11. That's the time of a you know, of somebody who's been a seasoned pro. Someone's been doing this for a while. First time out of the box, it's it's like the perfect race. Uh, 745, first time out, and you're going against Rudy's been doing this a long time. Um, so top five, because it's North American Championships, top five get, get a world championship spots. So what do you know about the Nice course? Uh, I know that it's hilly and it's technical um, and that it's in France and I love France. So I'm quite excited to be going there. <laughs> what response have you gotten from friends, family, other medical students? They're like, wait, you, I spent my weekend trying to recover from rounds and you're freaking going off and getting third in an Ironman. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone's been super supportive and like, you know, very, very excited for me. So that's been awesome. Um, it's been almost impossible to just keep up with all the text messages and the Instagram messages and everything. I've like more than doubled the number of followers I had. So that, I guess that's been fun. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and by the way, it's, just, it's kind of funny because I've been known my entire life as a guy who didn't have social media. Um, I got instagram like less than a year ago so so it's just it's just a little bit ironic i guess um but yeah no the support kind of just all around has just been incredible and um i think a lot of people now at least like within medical school understand i guess why i do what i do for a while i know that especially before this time last year kind of the first semester of med school when i was training a lot everyone just thought that i was crazy or full of shit or something um <laughs> and then you know when i came here to texas last year and went 823 and uh won overall age grouper and was top 10 in the pro then people started to believe me i guess a little bit more and so so now we just have that even more that hey what he's doing is legit <laughs> what you're doing is is totally legit so in your just you're in the second year med school at ohio state Correct. I just finished second year. Um, believe it or not, I actually took um, what's called step one about four weeks ago, which is our major boards exam. So <laughs> the spring has not been a relaxing spring in any regards. Wow. Uh, and you, your, your major, 2020, your major in chemistry, minor in entrepreneurship. That's an interesting combo. And so two more years med school and then seven years residency after that. Yeah, probably right around there. <laughs> and where does triathlon, will you continue to do triathlon or will it become harder and harder when you're doing residency? 
Well, it will certainly become harder and harder. Um, and really kind of the goal is to just take it a year at a time. Um, I mean, I didn't even think that it was possible to do triathlon at the level that I'm doing in the first two years of medical school. And so, um, you know, medical school definitely ebbs and flows a little bit. Same with residency in terms of like you have some years that are harder, some years that are a little bit easier. And so we'll kind of just be constantly adjusting. And uh, Yoder, my Andrew Yoder has done a phenomenal job of dealing with my incredibly hectic schedule so far. So I have yeah. full confidence that we'll be able to kind of continue to do it um, to this level, like pretty much for as long as I, I kind of want. And the facilities on campus, obviously you've got a place to swim and good places to ride and run. Yeah. So um, I do probably 95% of my riding on an indoor trainer. Yeah. Um, I almost never go out on the road for just a combination of safety and yep. um, just also efficiency. Like it's just so simple, time efficient to just hop on a trainer and, you know, ride for a couple hours and then off there's not all the planning and getting the bike ready and everything like that. So I do most of my uh, training indoors at my house. Um, and then the medical school has a treadmill in the basement. And so I use that a lot in the winter. And then there's also a really good running trail um, very close to my house where I live as well. And then, yeah, then OSU has a great pool that I train in. Um, so everything is like, pretty much exact, you know, right where I need it. And so it's very efficient. What type of doctor do you want to become? So I either want to do head and neck cancer, uh, which would be through an ear, nose and throat residency mm -hmm. or be a neurosurgeon uh, specializing in skull base. Uh, so, you know, this kind of area of yes. the body is, is where I want to focus on. And, and wh where did that come from? Is that just something you've always had that interest or is it something personal in terms of uh, what it's, led you to that? It's a little bit of both. Um, so the kind of the focus on cancer has been more just, I've had a fair number of people in my life, friends and family that have been diagnosed with cancer. And so that kind of motivates me to work in that area, um, having seen all of them go through treatment and all of that. And then surgery, I'm just very um, 3D oriented, kind of visual uh, I like making things. I like working with my hands. I like the yeah. precision. I love the performance of surgery in particular. Um, and the ability to kind of have a direct, very quick impact on someone's life. And then, you know, neurosurgery and head and neck cancer, they're hard procedures. They're really fascinating, uh, surgeries and you can have a huge impact on someone's life. So, um, that's kind of why I've kind of zoomed in on those two so as a meticulous type of guy this this sport fits right in because there's yeah, all the your, your hand position in the swim and everything on the bike all the technology there it's this opened up a whole new can of worms for you to get involved with <laughs> absolutely no the, all the details required uh to perform yeah. well definitely scratch the itch as they say um nice and what was the response from the other pros? Because obviously you were right in there in the hunt with Rudy and Robert. What did they say to you after a race? Uh, I mean, I think everyone was just pretty shocked. <laughs> 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 but they were they were all very supportive and, you know, said congratulations and everything. So it was really awesome uh, mm -hmm. to kind of get that level of congratulations from those guys. That's very cool. Now, will you do any other racing between now and these? 
Yeah, so right now the plan is to do Ironman Coeur d'Alene. And, uh, you know, if I'm fortunate and get a U.S. Open slot for PTO, maybe I would do that. But obviously, I don't. that would only be two pro races. So that's definitely yeah. a long shot. But that would be Great. really, really awesome. Uh, and then there will be Nice. So that's kind of it. Will you spend some time in Nice beforehand to sort of acclimate to that course? It is a very technical course. Probably. Um, we're, we're figuring it out. <laughs> we're figuring, we're figuring the plan out as we speak. So, um, yeah, but I'll probably try and get there a little early just to get used to it and everything. Now, now what do your folks think about all this craziness? Uh, obviously you swam in college and played all these different sports. So they know you as an athlete, but all of a sudden you're on the world stage. Everybody's watching online as their, their son is, is shocking the world a little bit. Well, I mean, I think everyone's initial reaction, including my own, was, uh, you know, would triathlon take away from medical school? You know, that was the big question sure. about two years ago is, you know, I came to medical school to become a doctor and it's important that I get the best education that I can so that I give the you know best care to my future patients as possible. And um, so everyone was kind of a little worried, like, OK, is this going to take away from that? And it's been very clear that uh, if anything, it adds to it. Um, I think that, you know, one of my focuses has been, you know, what can I take from medicine and apply to triathlon and really, you know, what can I take from my experiences as an athlete to apply to the research that I'm doing or, you know, just how I tackle medical care. But, um, yeah, no, I have an incredibly supportive family. Um, and I mean, my mom was here this weekend and she's at almost all of my races. So, um, I couldn't ask for, for better support network. Well, and the, that balance that you mentioned, it's, you know, being able to draw on your athletics to help you in uh, in medical school and drawing on medical school to help you in athletics. That I bet you that balance makes it sort of fun for you because you're you're playing with a little bit with house money. You go to these races. They're like, oh, he's he's a medical school guy. And whatever he does is, is sort of gravy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, like there's, as I like to say, there's, there's like no, you know, one of the great things is that there's no consequences to any race. Like if I do super well, I go back to medical school and I become a doctor. If I do super poorly, I go back to medical school and I become a doctor. So literally any, like any good result is just like amazing. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, obviously your life work is, is not, it, it, you could be making dollars a professional triathlete, but your life work is somewhere else. So this is, it, it's your hobby to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong, with being, <laughs> nothing wrong with being great at your hobby. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that is so cool, Matthew. So excited for you. It's always fun when people, years ago, a woman showed up at Ironman a World Championship named Chrissy Wellington in 2007. Nobody knew who she was. She had like logos glued on her kit. And she ends up winning, you know, goes off and then ends up winning the race uh, uh, four times. And you're just going, you never know where this stuff goes. So it's this can be really fun to watch your journey. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited um, for the rest of the year and we'll see what happens. I mean, what we've got four months, a little under four months, I guess. Yes, we do. Um, the East. That's a lot of time. And in, in, in my book, that's a lot of time. <laughs> I've oh, only God. been doing it for like 22 months. So four months is a lot of time to to develop and get better and um, kind of tweak and optimize. So I'm um, really looking forward to it. 
So being that type of guy, when you look at those, what I look at is spectacular splits. I'm sure you look at it and go, okay, I could have gone faster here. I could have done this. I could have done that. How, how do you analyze your race? Absolutely. So I think like the big things swim was right where I wanted. Like I don't really have any significant changes there. Like I wanted to be in front pack of the swim, um, which is where I was um, yep. bike. I mean, I certainly think there's some things that I can do better on the bike in terms of uh, like where I was at power wise um, and just getting used to the pro dynamics is obviously very different. Yes. I'm used to basically solo time trialing this whole thing. And so being in a race is very different and dealing with um, maybe not stopping at eight stations and things like that. Um, that's all kind of new to me. So um, just getting better at those pro dynamics on the bike. And then I think the big thing on the run is, you know, figuring out more when to push. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe I, maybe I could have gone earlier. Um, maybe not. Obviously, you know, I think that's a what if for another right. day. But yes. um, there's just there's just always ways to do better, I think, and, and to improve. So, um, yeah. Hard to do much better than the fastest run of the day, 240. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to hard to analyze that and go, oh, I could have gone faster. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Well, Kipchoge goes, uh, what, 200 in the marathon? Exactly. So there's, yeah. there's, a big, there's a big ceiling to improve. Way big ceiling. And then we just saw man, Patrick Lange at Ironman Israel ran a 230. And yep. we know that those times are starting to come down. The, the, obviously, the carbon shoes make a big difference. Training makes a big difference. And you're just going to keep going faster and faster. Yep. Matthew, thanks so much for taking time. It's, it's wonderful. You're a breath of fresh air for the sport, bud. Love to see that. And uh, I, I think you're going to find that the pro field is, is very accepting and very supportive. It's like, you guys, you, you know if somebody's racing with you that they've done the hard yards to get there and you yeah. haven't just done the hard yards. You're also freaking in medical school. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Matthew Marquardt has been our guest again. Breakfast with Bob, not quite Cohen edition, a great new young man racing on the pro circuit. We're going to see lots and lots of him years to come. Matthew, thanks so much for taking time. Thanks so much for having me, Bob. Tons of fun. All right. Again, Breakfast with Bob. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. See ya. Bye.